the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty, who will join us in the next couple of segments. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme, again, is completely random questions. Mark and Nam, you have a lot of good articles to share. Yeah. You want a Rochambeau, Mark? See who goes first. <laughs> well, you've got the ones that uh, are predictions for next year, so let's let's talk a little bit yeah. about those because those are always good articles for the year end. First of all, uh, hello. It's been a while since, I think, since I've been on the show. Thanks for inviting me back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> all right. So this article is actually from uh, MarketWatch, and it says 10 housing and mortgage trends for 2020. All right. I wanted to pull up the predictions for um, 2019. Maybe we'll have to cover that on the next show. Right. Just the so ones we can, that were all uh, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I mean, just yeah. off the top of my head, you know, they talked about recession. They talked about housing. Mortgage rates are 5%, right. which they're not even so, close to that. So for 2020, though, and I'll have to put this away in my file cabinet to pull out uh, this time next year, says mortgage rates will remain low in 2020. But yeah, they gave up trying to predict. Right. Yeah, so that's that. I, I, I've seen that across many articles where, where I'm, almost every single year for the last five years, they've said, by this time next year, mortgage rates will be 5%, maybe higher. And they've been wrong every single year. And Total. so now they've given up predicting mortgage rates yeah. for year end, other than they're not going to change a whole heck of a lot. Or maybe they give us a range, 2 to 8%. <laughs> Never wrong. Yeah. Um, so let me read the, the 10, and then we yeah. can jump back and, and talk about a couple of them. But number one was mortgage rates will stay low. Mm-hmm. Two, it will be hard to find homes to buy. Gee, that's a hard one to guess. <laughs> yeah. Three, lack of afford- affordability will hold home um, back home sales. Hmm. Four, believers in climate change will pay less. That's interesting. What? Uh, five, <laughs> sellers, that one. sellers could see multiple offers again. Six, oh, really? huh. borrowers might find a broader selection of FHA lenders. Hmm. Seven, homeowners will stay uh, not sell, which we've talked about before. Homeowners they, staying and not selling, yeah. yeah boomers. <laughs> boomers, move, boomer. <laughs> no, homeowners sit on their equity, which is kind of tied to number seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait a minute. Okay, the climate change one, I'm wondering if that has to do with, uh, gee, I'm scared to buy this house because it may flood, you know, based Hang on... Hang on tight. Oh, see we'll Cliff at Stinson Beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nine, iBuyers make their move. Uh, and or then drift. 10, wars over the MLS system could change home selling. 
wars so, over the uh, MLS system. So That's I'm right. kind of curious about the, uh, the, the, the I, I agree with a lot of those predictions myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure about the multiple offers, though. Because multiple the, offers may come back, they're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's another article that says recession probability is dropping, BuildFacts says. And uh, part of it that they're talking about is that that there's a lot of uh, pent-up demand still and that mm-hmm. home, you know, sellers, it will still be a seller's market. Um, huh. So, but okay. believers in climate change, number four, uh, pay less. As the climate heats up, our ocean levels rising. Scientists say they are not, they are, and that rising seas endanger coastal real estate. Not everyone believes ocean levels are rising. There's evidence that non-believers are willing to pay more for beach houses. So climate deniers are like, I'm going to jump gotcha. in and buy yeah. uh, coastal real estate. Where it's a good time to be a denier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where coastal real estate well, prices. Well, or the thing is, it's like you know, um, it, when's it, it's supposed to rise? What a quarter inch per ten years or something? Whatever it is, and it's like, yeah, in about a thousand years, I don't think I'll be here. I don't think I'll care. Yeah. What the price depends is. on who you believe. Five feet right. in fifty years, maybe, according to Al Gore. But, but also, even then, I'm not going to be here in 50 years but anyway. Storm, but, but storm severity, <laughs> even if it's not what they're saying is, even if, if yeah. the you know ocean doesn't rise a whole lot, storm severity will continue to be more prevalent and more frequent, mm-hmm. right? So okay. endangering coastal communities. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. But the interesting thing is, I don't know if the, that um, you know you're going to be pay more as a climate denier because there's going to be fewer people in the market buying those coastal properties. All the people who believe in climate change will pull themselves out of buying yeah. Stinson, so there's, it's going to be less competitive. So I don't know that you're going to be competing against a bigger, you know, bigger buyer base. And the thing is, it's like, you know, some of those houses, let's say on Stinson Beach, right? I mean, you can buy a house that's, you know, 100 feet up. From you know, you yeah. have a great view. You know, it's not right. right on the ocean, so you can't rule out Stinson Beach as a city, as a city to buy yeah. in because you know what is it uh, east of Highway One? Uh-huh. It's all hills. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's what I'm talking nice. about. So would, it's, unless you have complete erosion of the whole thing, that's well, the I mean, there's coastal communities throughout. Uh, you're really on both sides of the coast because this is probably a nationwide article. So you're talking yeah. about you know the Carolinas, for example, mm-hmm. and all those outlying islands in front of the East Coast that. Uh, are likely to see higher and higher storm surge. And that was the thing you were talking about earlier, Nam, that storm surge is something that's a, that is seemingly more severe on coastal communities the uh, last couple of years. So those are things to, to interesting to, to look out for. In California, you've got erosion issues that are increasing, especially in Southern California, where you have a lot of homes that are on the coast. Uh, Northern California, not so much in terms of homes on the coast. So interesting uh, prediction. I don't know if that's really a, a prediction for 2020 right. as much as the 2020s, yes. uh, the next 10 years. So very interesting. What was the one of the other ones that we thought was uh, reacted to? Homeowners sit on their equity. And, oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, so we've talked about that at, at, at former shows where uh, there, there seems to be blame being laid at the feet of boomers who, who, who seemingly are refusing to move and they're staying longer and longer in their homes. And we opined on the subject that maybe it was a factor of difficulty obtaining financing uh, uh, boomers, uh, who many of whom are on fixed incomes right now, even though they're sitting on gobs of equity, they don't qualify to have uh, two mortgages at the same time, which is really what you want to 
do if you want to move right from your home where you're in now to your next home. Let's say you've got great credit, uh, you've got money in the bank, you've got a lot of equity in your existing home, and you think, well, I should be able to buy my next home, move right in, uh, get financing, and move once. And then they're told by their their mortgage broker or their bank, um, I'm sorry, thanks to Dodd-Frank, or no thanks to Dodd-Frank, yeah. you don't qualify for two loans. All right, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. First trivia question is, in karate, what color belt is earned just before black? Right? Black belt, theoretically, is the, or not theoretically, black belt's the highest one. What's the one you achieve just before a black belt? All right, call 888-912-1190, the first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Want to make a mention here for the Hornblower Yachts. You know, Christmas is right around the... Christmas and New Year's is right around the corner. So eat, drink, and be merry on board a yacht this holiday season with Hornblower Cruises and Events. Enjoy incredible views of the twinkling city lights, the Golden Gate, and much more as you cruise the bay. Gather with friends or family on a holiday dining cruise. Visit hornblower.com for reservations today. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, in karate, what color belt is earned just before black? I prefer karate. Karate. <laughs> is it purple? No. Brown? Brown. Yeah, that oh, is correct. Um, <laughs> I never made it past white. <laughs> sensei would be... Very, the only belt I had was from Macy's. Um, sensei would be very happy with you. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, now, continue on. You had, you had something about trillions of dollars you were talking about off air. Yes. The pocket change <laughs> yeah. in your wallet. Yeah. Um, so that number eight prediction, homeowners sit on their equity. So... The article goes on to state that American homeowners had $19.7 trillion in equity, home equity in the middle of 2019, the highest figure ever. 20, That's, almost $20 trillion yeah. worth of homeowner equity in the United States? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, and they're, they're not getting home equity lines of credit as much as they used to. It's been fading huh. since 2008, they say. Why? But they are doing cash out refinances. God, Frank, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. So wait, wait. They're doing cash out refi. Oh, like one big first mortgage. Yeah. So they're not doing a first and a second. Second being the HELOC. They're just refinancing with a big first mortgage. And taking cash yeah, out. Yeah, and I guess if the interest rates are low enough and they qualify. Yeah. Because rates. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Huh. Okay. But that just tells you how many. You know. I, you know. You got to wonder what their plan is. You know, at some point they're gonna are they gonna pass it down to the kids? Are they, yeah. you know, sitting on the sidelines like you had mentioned uh, in the last segment, Mark? Because, you know, they feel stuck. And it's, it's going to be a combination of those things, and we're seeing more and more companies come out with. Um, you know, their own solutions for trying to unlock that inventory. Well, that's exactly right. So you've got the major real estate agencies right now. You've got uh, Compass, you've got Realogy, which owns a number of brands. You've got Keller Williams out there between those three. That's the majority of, of real estate agents in the country. And those three companies all have their own so-called buy before sell program because they realize that 
many homeowners, not just boomers, feel trapped in their existing home, uh, being told that you have to sell first, move your stuff in storage, uh, go get an apartment uh, to rent. If you can find one, depending on where you live, that might be very difficult. And then go house hunting. And that's just horrifying to think of. Uh, and, uh, and in today's market, it's really difficult to go buy a home and have as a contingency the sale of your existing home, uh, unless that particular you know neighborhood is one where you know houses are harder to sell then maybe maybe you can still get uh, a contingent uh purchase agreement like that. But, but for the most part in California, that's, that's a really hard thing to do. So um, the industry is stepping up and coming up with these buy before sell programs. And in fact, Pacific Private Money has a transitional bridge loan that can help boomers or anyone for that matter who wants to move directly into their next home and tap the equity in their existing home to help them do that. That's a loan product that we have. We can do up to 100% financing on the purchase price of the target property. Uh, utilizing the equity in their existing home so that they only have to move once. They can save uh, the stress and the cost of moving twice and moving stuff into storage, move directly into their next home. And so I, I think that's going to be a, a growing in popularity. I think, I think over the next five years, we're going to see a lot more programs like that. The price of those programs are probably going to come down and it's going to be helping those boomers who are being blamed for uh, a portion uh, of the lack of equi- uh, the lack of um, inventory uh, because they're staying in their homes longer and longer and longer. I think it's up to, what, 13 years now, up from like eight years uh, on average. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite a lot. It is. So we've got another article here, Telltale Signs of a Home Flipper's Hasty Renovation. And this is actually kind of, you would, you'd think this is kind of an obvious type of article, but maybe not so obvious for home buyers, especially here in California. There's still a vibrant fix and flip industry where essentially you go find a home uh, where the seller has elected not to renovate. And uh, for, you know, one of many reasons, uh, sometimes people pass away and they leave a home that uh, hasn't been renovated in 20, 30, 40 years. And these real estate investors, they go in and they do a remodel and they put it back on the market. And I guess, uh, um, according to this article, that uh, um, this is, you know, to help buyers, how buyers can steer clear of shoddy upgrades um, and uh, telltale signs of a home flipper's hasty renovation. And, And basically, you know, it says there's plenty of appeal in buying a home that's been recently renovated and is move-in ready. You know, we call it turnkey in the industry. But it's not always easy to tell whether a property has been upgraded in a thoughtful, thorough way that will retain its integrity. Well, especially if you do electrical and it's behind all the panels. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what here's the thing is, is and because we're, we're in the business of making loans to flippers, and so I actually know this personally, that some of our clients, um, you know, even though we make, you know, we loan to them and they're good clients, some of them do a really crappy job of remodeling. They take every shortcut in the book. And, you know, the, the, the gist of the article really is if you're buying a home that's been newly renovated, you really need to get a contractor to inspect that or a highly reputable uh, home inspector uh, to go in there and look. And, and you know, and, and not, don't just go in once. They say go in, you know, go in twice, three times. Go, you know, visit it yourself many times. Make sure you get your own contractor's report, not just the reports that might come with the property. And uh, there are ways to tell whether this is a, quote, real estate investor who's acting as his own contractor and and is doing work without permits, uh, the uh, so-called owner-builder permits, Mm -hmm. where you Mm -hmm. actually don't have a contractor anywhere near the property and you just hire unlicensed, uh, uh, oftentimes (laughs) uh, uh, 
uh, crafts people uh, to do the work, the painting and the and the stuff. And so, it uh, you know, re- it, it, one of the points here is that renovations overseen by homeowners rather than house flippers are generally perceived as more trustworthy by buyers. Uh, and more attentive to actual issues that come up when living in a space. Uh, they believe that when you're comparing a homeowner renovation versus an investor trying to flip a property, um, flippers, they're completely 100% profit-driven. You know, time is money. But the homeowner, on the other hand, they know the property better, and they're more emotionally invested in it, and therefore more likely to take the time to carry out a thoughtful upgrade. Well, especially if they're going to live in it before just right, putting exactly. money into it and if it was selling re- it. Yeah. I think the best homes to buy in in general are those that are recently renovated and lived in because even a newly renovated home by a a good reputable contractor oftentimes has challenges, things that come up. Uh, I Mm. mean, even little things like, you know, maybe a roof leak, even if it's a new roof because they didn't quite seal something perfectly Mm. um, or just, you know, other issues that pop up. So uh, definitely, you know, recently within the last couple of years uh, renovated where it's like new, but not necessarily, you know, Mm. turnkey new. That's a, very good idea guys we're going to cut to our next break when we come back i want to get to deal of the week and uh, tell us a little bit more about pacific private money and how uh, clients are earning over seven and a half percent we like that they are Uh, yes they are (laughs) you should know you're you're el presidente all right second trivia question what apollo mission put the first men on the moon what was the name of, of what the, number? What number? Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win uh, that tanning certificate. Uh, well, I also want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. They're celebrating 100 years of Mount View memories. Um, they are that the hospitality will make you feel welcome and they're ready to be sure you have a great experience in the wine country. www.mountviewhotel.com. Check them out. I've stayed there once before the pool is phenomenal Hmm. love that warm water all right that's um so again our trivia question is what apollo mission put the first men on the moon first caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate don't touch that dial the best of investing will be right back you're listening to the best of investing with your host edward brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com that's bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on am 1220 kdow You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hompton, and I'm fond of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what Apollo mission put the first men on the moon? Was that 11? Yes, it was. Very good. Mm. All right. uh, Let's see here. Um, Nam, uh, give us a deal of the week. Deal of the week. This one, uh, this loan is uh, for a property in Menlo Park. So... Property value. You guys want to guess what the property value is? In Menlo Park, Menlo Park is probably six million. Yeah, just mm. a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch goes for three million. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're pretty close, Mark. It was two and a half million mm. is the property value, yeah. and this was I think a three-bed, two and a half. Was it a purchase? It was a uh, purchase. Yes, forty percent LTV loan to value. So it was five hundred thousand was the loan amount. So you would go, wow, why wouldn't this person just go to? A bank. A bank for, for something like this. Well, there. Um, this was business purpose. It was a, an investment property. Ah. And uh, again, it was opportunistic uh, purchase. So they needed to close quickly. And uh, they were also a repeat borrower, but came to Pacific Private Money because they knew we could perform fast. They found an opportunity to fix up a place. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing at those metrics, two and a half million in Menlo Park for an average sized home, probably built in the 60s. Those homes generally are sitting on lots that are oversized lots. In fact, uh, I went to a football game that my daughter was a cheerleader in just a couple of years back in Menlo Park and drove around with my Zillow app. And I was just floored at how many just plain Jane looking old ranch style homes were valued in the two and a half to three yeah. and a half million dollar range. And what a lot of people were doing were buying those really nice oversized lots with an old home on it, tearing down the old home and building a McMansion. Yeah. And that's the thing to do in yeah. the park. So, so, um, the, so you're right. It was a three bedroom, two and a half bath, uh, built in 1974. Hmm. So you're really close on that. Um, the, uh, exit's just going to be refinanced. So this person's buying and holding. So they're going to, they uh, rent it out, rent it out. Do you have mm. how much, I mean, how much rent can you get compared to the price? Of I know. House? I yes. just, I th- it just seems like that's an interesting play to, yeah. to, you really have to believe in, in the stability of home prices in Silicon Valley, which as a lender, we're, we're we've been getting more and more cautious as time goes by. Now that particular loan made a lot of sense for us to do because of the relatively low loan to exactly, purchase right. price yeah. percentage, 40% loan to purchase price. I won't say loan to value because I, I'm a little bit skeptical about quote unquote values that are being placed on some of these homes in the Silicon Valley cities. But you know, nonetheless, um, you know, that's worth something. That's what they're, well, they're, <laughs> right. that's what they're fetching now. And it's based really on uh, location proximity to, to the major, um, companies down there, your right. Google, Apple, Microsoft, uh, LinkedIn, et cetera, all those, all those, uh, um, those uh, employers down there, the tech, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nervous about, you know, when you look forward five years, could something happen in the tech industry that would cause stock prices to adjust dramatically and sure. could result in layoffs and could result in home price valuations, uh, you know, uh, reacting in right. a big way, you know, because yep. when you're talking about 2000 bucks a square foot, you wonder how sustainable that is over time, given the affordability of a $2,000 per square however, foot neighborhood. However, right. the loan that Pacific Private money made on that you didn't make a 30-year loan right that's no. exactly the it's point 24 months 24 months case. so so the you know what are the chances that the property is going to go down more than 60 percent in two years and the borrower is going to decide not to pay because even if right. the even if the property drops substantially in value if there's even if there's not much equity in there or, or no equity uh, sometimes borrowers will still pay Mm-hmm. Especially, well, yeah. especially if it's a primary residence. Right. And, and no one now is predicting uh, that we're uh, listening to is predicting a major adjustment. Um, and even a 20% adjustment in Silicon Valley would be considered major and sure. would be unexpected, but certainly possible. And so we generally are solving for uh, loan amounts that uh, would be still relatively safe in even a 20% adjustment environment. And, but, and also keep in mind that 20% adjustments don't happen overnight. It might take two years right. uh, for prices to uh, drop uh, by as much as 20% if that were to happen. Okay, can I get the email uh, real quickly? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, email came in. It says, I've heard the term compression yield. What does it mean? Hmm. Well, first off, it's generally referred to as yield compression, but that's fine, or or a compressed yield. Yield compression in the lending and mortgage industry uh, reflect the fact that so much capital has been entering into California, particularly 
to fund alternative loans, not bank finance, because the banks and conventional lenders, they all get their money from the same place. They go to the Fed and they get it for next to nothing. And they're and they're lending it out. You know, 30 year mortgage rates today are probably around three and three quarters uh, plus or minus. And we're not talking about that type of loan. We're talking about the private lending industry, the alternative real estate finance industry. That would include even the non-QM, as they call it, non-qualified mortgages, uh, which are somewhere in between the private rates and the um, conventional rates. And so we have um, a situation where because so much capital has been coming into California, taking advantage of uh, the demand for alternative financing in California. And that demand stems from uh, the flipper community, the investor community, uh, the fact that a higher percentage of Californians are self-employed, a higher percentage of Californians change jobs with frequency. Uh, Those things make it difficult to get bank financing. And therefore, the alternative financing industry has been growing. It's been, in fact, doubling every year for the last three years and is expected to double each year in the ensuing years for the next several years. And due to that, we've got a situation where the cost of money has been coming down. And so yield compression is is essentially where um, yields to those people, individuals, uh, private equity companies, hedge funds that are supplying that capital, the rates are going down. And how do people get a hold of you? So for more information about, uh, you know, how you can earn seven and three quarters as the current uh, year-to-date yield on the fund, uh, or for how you can uh, take advantage of fast financing at the best rates available uh, in town today, give us a call at Pacific Private Money, 415-883-2150, or go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. Last trivia question here is, what was the name of the dog on the Brady Bunch? Oh, remember that? Geez. Okay. 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. What was the name of the dog on the Brady Bunch? Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here, along with Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Yep. Uh, Mark and Nam had to take off, and so it's just going to be you and me. All right. So, our third trivia question was What was the name of the dog on the Brady Bunch? No idea. And the answer is Tiger. Oh. If you, remember, if you remember the old show. All right. Now, Patty, you've got a lot of very interesting uh, real estate stats for us. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like what's people want to know what's going on in the market. And I'm noticing that. It's the deals are getting dicier, meaning that, you know, we're getting in, getting into escrow, not always, but when you get into escrow, anything that comes up, buyers are kind of squeamish. They're like, I don't want to take on somebody's problem in two years. I'm at the top of my max. What if the, what if the market goes down? And sellers are feeling like, too bad, go away. I thought I, I think I should have done being able to do better. So did they get like spoiled over the last like four or five years? Yeah. Yeah. Seven, eight, you know, and it's not sustainable. It's totally predictable, but we're in a changing market. So, you know, sellers are just kind of, I think maybe I won't sell at all and all that stuff. I guess if they don't have to sell, like a change of job or 
you know, something along those lines, and they just, uh, yeah, why are they moving? It's all about motivation, because then I say, well, okay, yeah. you know, this is our cycle in the Bay Area. We have like five to seven years of rapid appreciation, and then it generally goes flat for five to seven years. So if you want to wait 10 years for the next big topping, go ahead. But what do you want to do with your life? So do you want to see it go like maybe down a little bit? And the next five years, you're, you know, in five years from now, maybe you're just going to be exactly where you are right now, you know. And then if you want to ride it up again for another five to seven years, how old are you going to be then? Seventy-five? You know, or, or oh, okay, you're going to move and then rent it out. Well, you, we just put in $60,000 into your house preparing it for sale between carpets, paint, blah, blah, mm. blah. And now you're going to put tenants in there who are going to ruin all that. And then you're going to lose your $500,000 exclusion as a married couple or two fifty if you're single. So... That's a very, you could bring up some very, very good points. Plus, how much can you rent it for? Exactly. You know, if this was Houston, might be one thing. But in the Bay Area, it's hard to rent single family. I mean, it's not hard to rent them, but it's hard to uh, make money. Make money on it. Yeah, because yeah. The, the values are so high. Yeah. You're, you're better off to cash it in, get your exclusion, and invest somewhere else. Yeah. On the middle, you know, like lower to middle end, you can maybe have a yeah. cash flow. But like people that have like three, four, five million dollar houses, it's a big deal. Like something goes wrong. You could you could get back in there and pay $200,000 into it. Yeah. And and what are you going to get? Maximum, you know, $10,000 or $12,000 a month? Exactly. That's not worth it for a $5 million house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's dicey. I'd say it's dicey. But... Um, you know, and then and now, you know, another topic, for yeah. example, like people are always talking about like, wow, the iBuyers, like yeah. Zillow getting in the game, uh-huh. Redfin's taking over, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It only, like, Open Door is another one, Zillow, okay. Hotpad, and Redfin. Never even heard they, of Hotpad. I know. They represent 3.1% of the market. Okay. And Redfin is probably a lot of that. Yeah. However... A year ago this time, uh-huh. it was 1.6. So it's doubled, it's and that's why attraction. people are talking. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a lot. I mean, maybe in five years we'll be talking about 40%. I really doubt it. Yeah, that would be quite a large jump. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Because it's still too much of a personal relationship. Exactly. You know? It's, yeah. right? it's like well, you know, when, I, when I go to the dentist, I want a human being working on you know, my, my uh, cleaning of my teeth. Yeah. I don't want some internet, you know, That's robot true. doing it to me, you know? That's a really good one. <laughs> Ouch. Just the thought of something going wrong makes me cringe right now. Yeah. yeah my jaw. And, and, yeah. and, and, no, and no, no offense to, to Zillow, because I actually like using them for analysis a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, because like tax records and that sort of thing and, and what's actually sold. I think they're fairly accurate and it's a fairly easy site to use. True. But... When it gets into specifics, I mean, they they don't know the market. They don't know if a house has been remodeled. You know, yeah. they don't know, oh, this side of the street compared to another side of the street makes a huge difference. And someone like you, who's a professional who knows the neighborhood, knows the market, uh, you know, that adds much more value than you're given credit for, like, with the commission. Exactly. A lot of people don't, really, don't realize that. Yes. And you know what? Experienced sellers do realize it. 
That's yeah. what's so funny because yep. we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I was around in prehistoric times before there was an inter- inter- internet, and I we, remember you were selling caves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and there was no contract. You, you know, two guys would drive up on a horse and kill the owner, and one would say, <laughs> "You know, you take that side. Let's divide it in half. You take that half. I'll take okay. the other half." You know, <laughs> wasn't around that long. But I, I remember when properties were listed on the internet. Now you could get the address you could get the price yeah. and it was predicted that there's not going to be any more realtors yeah well you know what they did the same thing when it came to selling life insurance they just assumed oh well these companies are coming out you know why pay an agent well you know it's it's the uh in that case it's even worse because the insurance company's the one who who pays it now, in theory, if they don't pay an agent, they should be able to lower their prices. Yeah. But you get into all kinds of things. Oh, oh, you didn't tell us you, you had a heart attack three years ago, or uh-huh. you didn't tell us you're on, you know, this medication, or you had depression, or your parents died too early. I mean, there's all those kind of things that an agent can help you figure out which company is best. Yeah. It's, it's kind of along those lines where just because you can get something on the internet doesn't necessarily mean you're better off buying through that versus, you know, an agent. Exactly. Exactly. And pricing correctly. Like, are you pricing too high that it's going to sit there and then you're going to get beat up and your property has a bad reputation? Or are you pricing too low? Like, if you're in a little tract home, you know, entry-level tract home in the Midwest, you can kind of figure out the price. But if you're in the Bay Area... You need a really established broker, not somebody that's been in a few years, to to really nail the pricing strategy. There's that, which is a huge part. And then once you get into contract, sometimes there's negotiations that still have to go on. That's a major part where you don't want to have uh, the emotional part of you who's the actual seller True. getting involved. You, you really want the third party, which is the agent. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. also like getting into escrow, a lot of sellers are just like, no, no, my house is perfect. I'm not going to get reports. Well, even the perfect house has Stop. something come up in escrow. Oh, yeah. And now you've got 5000 to $50,000 coming out of your pocket. Like an agent would say, please don't do that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. No, very, very good point. We have uh, one more minute before we have to cut to our next segment. Uh, you had a couple of other interesting uh, stats there. Um, well, when we come back, we can talk about the top 10 markets mm. um, in the in the country. Absolutely. Um, And then, you know, what's going on with Americans' equity? Because remember, like, nobody had any equity in 2008, right? right? Yes. So now, from 2011 um, to 2019, Americans doubled their home equity, now totaling $20 trillion. That's talking real money now. That's talking money. Now we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not just from price appreciation, right? Right. Right. they accomplish it the old-fashioned way. So they paying off their mortgage over time, not by cashing in their equity. Like, you know, everybody was using it for an ATM. Let's yeah. go on a cruise. Yeah. But you remember, the you know, like the American dream was, you know, the guy comes out, and it is a guy. Like, it's in the 50s. They come, yeah. come, come, and they, they come out with their GI Bill and, you know, yeah. get a mortgage and awesome. pay it off. You're done. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. When we come back, we're going to have some very interesting closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen. Uh, so, Patty, we cut to break. You know, you 
have a lot of really good information. I want people to call you if they have real estate questions. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, I would love to get calls. I, I'm happy to help in any way. I only get paid when the deal closes. Okay. So, But I'm in the business of just helping. And a wealth of, contributing. of knowledge. Yeah, 32 years in the business. So, yes, I'm with Compass. I'm a broker. I'm based in Marin County. And my name is Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. And my phone number is 415-722-4842. And it's bestmarinagent.com. Nice and easy to remember. So, uh, finish off the American Dream part, and then we'll get into the top 10. Well, yeah, the American Dream, like, before the... Well, let's just blame it on us, the baby boomers. Yeah. We started using our, you know, after the 80s greed, we used our homes as like ATM machines. Like, you want to go on a cruise? Let's go, babe. You know, and I remember in my dad, like, you know, it would be kind of shameful if you refinanced or if you took cash out. It was called like yeah. recasting your mortgage. Oh, and yeah. you'd have to kind of like slip behind a building. And it was shameful because what you did was you, you know, you paid $17,000 for your house sure. and you paid it out over 30 years yep. and you walked for 40 years and you got a pension and, and a gold and, watch. And you had a mortgage burning party. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then didn't, wasn't there a time like later on where they actually even gave you like a credit card to go against your... your oh, yeah. Your a line of credit mortgage. and the whole thing, yeah. you know. But I mean, an actual credit card. A you credit just card. Kind of, you could just actually buy things and put it right... Oh, yeah. It's right attached to my ho- a HELOC. It's too easy. It's it's really not good. Yeah. So everybody was, you know, had no equity left. So yeah. people aren't doing that anymore. There's prudent lending practices. People are not yep. acting like that. People aren't really... Like the millennials, a lot of them are just not buying. Yeah. They're not owning cars. They don't need to own a house. They share everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uber. And, yeah, yeah, with Uber and stuff like yep. that, you don't need too many. I mean, think about it. You don't have to pay for car insurance, parking, yeah. upkeep, or any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's so convenient now to just call an Uber or Lyft. I mean, it's it's rare that they don't have it. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I, I just got back from Kenya, and there was, uh, in Nairobi, there's Uber. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, that's a pretty third world, too. Yeah, it is. Okay, guess yeah. your top 10 uh, places to live. All right, this is NAR, the National Association of Realtors, the top hottest markets in the next three to five years in alphabetical order. Um, for example, Charlotte, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, Colorado Springs, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Fort Collins, Las Vegas, Ogden, Utah, um, Raleigh, Durham, and Tampa. Ooh, I own three houses in Tampa. I should, oh, do you really? I should keep it, actually. Yeah. I was going to get rid of them. You know, it's funny. All those places sound really good except for Las Vegas. I wouldn't want to live in Las Vegas. No. You know, it's it's hard enough to even to, personally to visit there and do business trips because it's just like you're, well, for me, every every time it's in a casino. Yeah. You know, even though I'm not gambling. And it's just you have to walk through all the smoke and then there's the heat and the, the you know, yeah. if you're outside and because usually it's, it's they don't they don't have it during prime time. You know? Yeah. And, and they, tr- they try to make it family friendly, but. I brought my son there like I don't know he was probably 11 years old and you're walking along the street and you're looking down and it's basically like those cards of porn basically oh yeah 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 as I say it's it's not you don't get as many homeless there I don't think but uh, yeah you get all this risque stuff that it's like "Eh, oh yeah so yeah and there's really not that much for kids to do no you know, I mean, when I was a kid, we used to go to Harrah's uh, Tahoe. Yeah. You know, remember that? Oh, then, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, parents would gamble, and it's like, and, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But you couldn't do, you know, you did, that wasn't the thing you did, like, all day. Yeah. I mean, you know, parents would do it at nighttime, daytime, you know, you go swimming in the pool. And, yeah. You know, but we got, we, 
we, we felt a little spoiled. Yeah, totally. But now, now it's like, eh, I'll take another Marty. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and that's why they don't have clocks in the uh, in the casinos. Exactly. On that. All right. Um, so, Patty, thank you uh, for joining us again. I know it was a couple of quick segments, but you had a lot oh. of good information. Give it out one more time. So it's Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm with Compass, bestmarinagent.com, 415-722-4842. Very easy to remember. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. Mm. Ever thought about if your dog is fat, maybe it means you're not getting enough exercise? (laughs) And we all get heavier as we get older because there's a lot more information in our heads. That's my story, oh, and I'm yeah. sticking to it. That's the reason. I was <laughs> just saying reason? that the other yeah, day. Just saying that the other day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.